That's what I'm going to start off with, actually. Luke 4. Luke 4. Jesus came back to uh, Nazareth for the first time and he was in the tabernacle and he's like, yep, I am, you know, I'm he you've been waiting for. And in it, um, at the end it says, uh, and all the people in the synagogue were filled with rage as they heard these things. And they got up and drove him out of the city and led him to the brow of the hill which their city had been built in order to throw him down the cliff. Please don't throw me off a cliff <laughs> if, <laughs> you know, this is my first time. But if you do throw me off a cliff, maybe I'm walking closer to Jesus than I thought. <laughs> so, yeah, my name's Dan, Dan Raw. Um, been a muso for a long time. Um, a lot of people ask, like, is that your stage name? Like, you know, is that... a Nikki Six or Katy Perry or Jack Carbone. But I'm like, no, that's my real name, Dan Raw. Um, yeah, it's a real honour to speak and share today. Um, even just being here is kind of come full circle for me, and just standing here is also a part of my testimony. So I'm very, very gracious and humbled by this. and. Thank you all so much for trusting me. So, um, so yeah, me. I'm Dan. I'm 37. Um, bit of a late bloomer, so I guess I'm like 28. <laughs> but then I'm an old soul, so that puts me about 37. Um, I grew up in church um, all my life. Um, Mum and Dad met in Bible college. Um, Mum's a midwife. Um, Dad's a pest controller. Um, I'm the oldest of four kids. There's me, two sisters and a brother. And when, when I was younger, Mum and Dad split up when I was about six years old. So it was Mum by herself with four kids under six on the dole raising us. Um, she's awesome. She um, took us to church every Sunday and made sure that we were there and made sure she's instilled in us the gospel and what it is to be a Christian. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Our whole life was, was church. It was a social life. It was, you know, everything. Um, when I was younger, always in children's church, and then when I graduated, I was looking after kids in children's church. And then um, while we were doing that, um, we started a band. And that was like the children's church band, which was cool. And uh, it eventuated into a punk rock band, <laughs> which is very different to children's church music. Um, and that was cool. We played um, lots of gigs around the place. We played um, at schools around... Around Adelaide, we played, yeah, everywhere. And I loved it. I loved being, you know, rocking out and making people happy and seeing, you know, everyone enjoying themselves. Um, yeah. So growing up in church was cool. Played at some church camps and stuff. And um, while I was at a church camp, I met a girl 
and you know how young you are and you know full of hormones and in love and stuff like yeah we thought it was it I'm like yeah she's awesome so things move real quickly and um and in the moment uh one time I ended up losing my virginity to her so you know that wasn't how I always envisioned it but um a few months later after that found out that she was pregnant and I was like uh oh so she was the pastor's daughter um <laughs> yeah picking a winner here so big oopsie yeah yeah so her grandma was a pastor at our church her uncle was my youth leader and her dad was another pastor that planted churches <laughs> so yeah needless to say church didn't like that um yeah and that was really hard for me um you know uh I didn't know what to do I was a scared little kid um 20 years old um we had a real whirlwind you know romance <laughs> and um yeah, we didn't end up staying together, um, so they didn't take that very well. So, yeah, a lot of friends, a lot of friends from my whole life, you know, turned their back on me. You know, a few people said it's unforgivable to not marry her. Um, yeah, I lost lots of friends, um, and that just broke me so hard. You know, so I was like, "Stuff it!" <laughs> like they're supposed to be Christians and love God and love others, but they can't love me. Like I was like, "What? What sin? You know, it's no different to any other sin. Why can't they forgive me? You know, why can't I need help here? I don't, <laughs> I don't know." So i just threw myself into music i was like that's it i'm done with church i'm done with god i'm out i'm out i'm gonna make my own life and uh yeah when that happened like i lost who i thought it was my identity you know um so yeah i, th I threw myself into music um yeah and that was different it was very <laughs> Like, they didn't care about your mistakes, you know. They embraced you for who you are. And, you know, they glorified all the wrong stuff. And, yeah, so I just tried to fill that hole in my life with all sorts of stuff. Um, had another girlfriend after that. When my daughter was born, I had another girlfriend. And she fell pregnant too. And, um, <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm like, why am I so good at this? <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> so, yeah. But unfortunately, I made the hardest decision that, that stuck with me and, and we agreed to have an abortion. And that was really hard for me, coming from a mother who's a midwife and being taught all my life, you know, the value of life. So that broke me even more. So I just tried to fill that hole and that void in my life 
was rock and roll, sex, drugs, rock and roll. And I was going to make it. I was going to be a musician. Everyone was going to see me and make heaps of money and buy a sweet house and have a hot girlfriend and all that stuff, like just the worldly stuff. like. And I chased that so hard. Um, of course, with the music scene, there's drugs. Got into a lot of drugs, pot, um, ecstasy, meth. Had a meth addiction for a while. Um, that was really hard. Got real sick. Um, yeah, when you're a musician, like, <laughs> everyone just gives you everything, you know. It's like, hey, man, sweet show. Here, have this, have that, you know. And I was like, sweet, it's free, awesome. And lapped it up. Of course, alcohol, drunk all the time. Me and my friends played a dumb game once and it was see how long Dan can get drunk for. And ended up drinking like every day when I got up to when I went to bed. Uh, went on for about five or six months, just hammered. <laughs> like, and we thought it was funny, you know. And I took pride in that. I wanted to be famous, but I ended up being infamous for this reputation that was just self-destructive and self-centered and selfish, you know. And with all that stuff comes along anxiety and depression, and uh, that got a grip on me hard. Um, yeah. Ended up being homeless for a while as well. Um, didn't have anywhere to live, so I was couch surfing. Um, most of the time, most weekends, I'd be um, go out, and if I didn't go home with a girl, then I'd sleep at the back of this venue near the bins and stuff. And uh, they found me there a few times, and they're like, "Dude, just come sleep inside." And I was like, "All right." They gave me a key eventually. <laughs> Had a bed there. I'm like, sweet, I'll live in a music venue. So um, they gave me a job. They helped me out. They gave me a home. Um, they were real good to me. But um, I was just still chasing all the wrong things. Um, yeah, finally, like, oh, going back to my daughter, um, her parents were in Perth, so she went to Perth. Um, and she had the baby there, so it was really difficult for me to go see her and have a relationship with her. And, um, yeah, that messed me up heaps. Um, yeah, I tried to see her when I could, when I could afford it and stuff, um, and yeah, as I was getting older, trying to chase this dream of, you know, being someone, <laughs> that like, everyone else is getting older, all my mates are getting married and having families and buying a house and settling down and stuff, um, and I was just a mess, I was still doing my thing, like, Fueling 
all the bad habits to fill that void in my in my life and to you know done lots of tours with the bands went up the east coast a few times played some sweet festivals um <laughs> all right one time we were playing down at schoolies week down in victor harbor and um <laughs> this is when i was a mess and uh I decided to get day drunk and before we played. So I was really drunk and um, and the guys all set up all the gear. It was like a big tent and there was like 5,000 kids there and stuff. And they set up all my gear and stuff and they're like, all right, you guys are on now. So they like peeled me up off the truck and stood me on stage, put the bass on me and they're like, all right, go, you're playing now. I'm like, all right, boom, rocking out. Yeah, 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 sweet. All these kids going nuts and stuff. And then at the end of the gig, I looked down and they hadn't plugged my bass in. <laughs> like, well, dudes, why didn't you plug me in? I'm like, no, nah, man, you're too stuffed. You'd make us sound horrible. <laughs> so I was like, all right. And then the next day, I got some text messages and they were like, hey, dude, I saw you on the news. <laughs> So they'd like recorded Schoolies Week and doing a little story and there's me rocking out without my bass plugged in. So <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. So crazy stuff. Um, yeah, I got I got I got to the end of my rope um, after a tour a few years back. Um, yeah, done this tour up the East Coast with my band and after a CD release. And um, and I was seeing this chick and um, ended up catching up with her and she was like, um, ended up seeing someone else <laughs> without telling me. And that was it. I was done. I was, you know, depressed, suicidal. I wanted to end it and... There was many times where I was just like, all right, I'm going to write out a letter and explain what, what's going on and why I hate myself. And I just couldn't do it, you know. Like, God had his hand on me for so long, like, through all of that stuff. Like, and I have a praying mother, so <laughs> that helps. If you've got a praying mother, you ain't escaping. <laughs> you're getting, you're going to get got. <laughs> um yeah, I wanted to end it all, and after this stuff, this girl, I was just like, I give up. I can't do it. I got nothing. I got no money. Got no house. Got no girl. I can't have a relationship with my girl. I don't even want my life. You know, I don't like it. So I got on my knees and just prayed to God and cried out. It was just like, God, I know you're real. <laughs> I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't want to be famous. I don't want any money. Like, I don't want any of this stuff anymore. Like, it doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't fulfill me. Like, God... I'll just give it all up and I'll give it to you. 
like, <laughs> it was my pig pen moment where I was just like, nah, you're the only <laughs> option left. Like, I'm like, all right, that's it. I was bawling my eyes out on the floor, like snot crying, cry, like, <laughs> like this chick slept through the whole thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So after that, I got home. Flew back to Adelaide, got home and dusted off the old Bible that I had. My Bible, silly story, real disrespectful. I used to pull the back pages out and use them to roll cigarette weeds (laughs) and stuff. That was the only time I touched it in years. So I picked it up, smoked a bong and then started reading. (laughs) So I got high and just like read the Bible and looked up, looked up uh, YouTube sermons of people and started getting into God's Word. Sometimes I just read like all the red letters and stuff. And as I got to learn more and more, like I found out who I really was and who I was created to be. You know, like I wasn't created, you know. For me. And I didn't want nothing to to do with church. Like, I thought everyone was a hypocrite and, you know, they would only go on there for themselves and they're only going there to, like, give some money to get some more money and then they're only, you know, going to get to heaven at the end of the day and to live this cruisy life. And I was looking up sermons and stuff and still seen some sermons about that and prosperity and blessings and full vats and barns and stuff. And I'm like, that's the stuff I don't want, God. There's more than that. It's got to be more than that, God. I tried to chase that and I didn't get it. I didn't want it. So why am I here? Like, what do you want me to do now? And that was when, like, I found a sermon of a dude and, and that's when he said, like, you weren't created for you. I'm like, huh, okay. And he's like, you're created to be made into his image. And that's the whole gospel. In Genesis 1, it says, so God created mankind in his image. I'm like, uh-huh. Well, I don't want my life, so... <laughs> Create me in your image, God, you know? And the more I, I learnt and listened to preachers and stuff, like, I learnt that it wasn't about me, that this life isn't our life. We're here to, to shine his glory on, on the world, to fill the world with his glory, to create it after his own kind, you know? And it just made so much more sense to me and just opened my heart up to the gospel so much. So that means Jesus didn't just come to die for our sins. Yeah, we're sinners. (laughs) We've all sinned. But Jesus came and died to remove our sin, to reveal that we're sons and daughters. Sorry, girls. <laughs> if I can be a bride, <laughs> you can be a son. 
<laughs> so yeah, like Jesus came to restore our image in him. This isn't about a prayer to get to heaven one day. Yeah, heaven's great. Cool. We'll go there. But that's not why Jesus came. He came to restore the image of God back into us, just the way it was in Adam. He's the restorer. He's the last Adam. He came and walked it out as a human man to show us as humans that we can walk out like him. He came down and got baked in a woman (laughs) for nine months and came out, grew up as a kid, had to get his nappy changed and all that stuff, you know, and done it as a man. Jesus got tempted. (laughs) Can you tempt God? No. But he was a man, he got tempted. Jesus slept in the boat. (laughs) Does God ever sleep? No. But he done it. He was a man. Jesus got baptized and anointed by God. Can God anoint God? No. (laughs) But he can anoint a man. And then he says, follow me. I've done all these things. So you can do them too. So you can follow me and live the life that (laughs) I originally created you for. So it's not about me anymore. Like, when I I realised all this stuff, it's the most freeing thing ever. (laughs) Like, because now I die to myself... I get baptised, I give my life to God, you know, just give my whole life to him so he can restore that love and his image back into me again, back into all of us. Jesus prayed, (laughs) they may be one as we are one, I am them and you in me. Sounds like we're supposed to be one with God. So now, if I've got my relationship back with God again through Jesus' blood, then that's all I ever need for life is his love. So now I can walk through life and nothing but his love comes out. So no matter what person, what circumstance, what thing I'm going through, nothing can affect me because God is the king of everything. Like, uh, like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they didn't compromise, they wouldn't bow down, um, but they got thrown in the fire and even got turned up even seven times hotter, you know, And God could have just put the fire out, obviously. But it got worse. And Jesus was in there with them. Because God is the God of the fire. 
So you can go through stuff no matter how hard it is and still come out without any smoke sent on you at all. And people would be like, wow, what's up with that guy? No matter what he goes through, it just looks like Jesus. Throughout all of it, nothing affects him. When, yeah, these notes are terrible. (laughs) So now now I've died to myself. All right, I'll go back a bit. In the garden, God created us in his image. And he said to Adam, if you eat from this tree, you're surely going to die. So when he ate from a tree, he didn't just drop dead there on the spot. What died in in him was God's image, God's connection to love, you know, his, his connection to God in love. And instead of being love, it became in need of love. There's a lot of people that are just in need of love. That's how sinful nature is, selfishness and trying to look after me. It's all about me and, you know. And it breaks my heart still to see that in the church sometimes. Like, we incorporate him into our life, but he just wants us to give him his life. Like, give him our life. So... Instead of being hurt for people, we hurt for people. Instead of being upset and crying, we'll cry for them. Because if I've got all the love I need from God, then there's nothing you can give me. (laughs) So that makes me be able to love you without an agenda. Love doesn't seek its own. And it keeps no account, like keeps no account of wrong done against it. Mm. So, found yeah. So finding out that the gospel is more than just a book to get into heaven, and it's more than just making stuff seem cruisy and easy and blessed. It's about reconciliation with God. It's about him having that relationship with us again. Once we get into that relationship with God, then we become the light in the world. (laughs) And when we're that light in the world, people will see that and say, look, that's God in that person. We're the people that represent God on earth. We're the proof that God is real. And we do that by loving them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when I found that, when I've 
found that out, then I've just been dying to myself every day and having a relationship with God now. Like, I don't really, like, put a time aside for him or anything. Like, he lives inside of me, so <laughs> I've got 24-hour access <laughs> to him. So when I'm in the car driving to work, I'll be talking to him. When I'm in the shower, I'm talking to him. <laughs> you know, when I'm at my job, I'll talk to him. When I'm in bed, I'll go home and talk to him. It's a relationship. It's not, yeah, it's a relationship. Like, like if you're married and you're like, all right, God, I'm, all right. If you're married and you're like, okay, wife, I'll give you like from eight till nine in the morning and we can talk. <laughs> like, how's that relationship going to be <laughs> for one hour a day? It's not going to be very strong. So just 24-7, been talking to God, getting to know him and reading the word and meditating on it and dying on myself. And there's been times where I've been driving and someone cuts me off and I'm like, Argh, don't. <laughs> and then I'm like, God, that's not me. I thank you that I'm a new creation. Thank you that I'm not going to complain. Like, no one owes me anything anymore. <laughs> I get everything in you. You and me and I and Jesus, that verse. <laughs> like, just growing into him has just been so much more fun and so much more freeing and Life hasn't been a, like life isn't a drag anymore. It's it's such a gift to be able to wake up and to know that you're righteous and that you're His son, and that you can go out into the world and there's nothing no one can do to hurt you or upset you. If they do, you just go <laughs> forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing, <laughs> and I'll just love on them, you know. Yeah, I just really want to encourage you all to to really seek a relationship with God, not just on Sunday, 24 hours a day. Sunday church here, it's just a time out. <laughs> In reality, it's just a time out where we all go, all right, let's all come gather together, sweet. How you doing? How you doing? Yep, you're awesome, you're awesome. You're going to do some cool stuff. Let's go broke. <laughs> go back into the world and love on people. Be like, dude, what's your problem? Why are you so happy? And all the time, well, Jesus lives inside of me. <laughs> Do you want to know why I'm so happy? This is why I'm happy. He died for you too. Died for all of us. Yeah, it's the best. So, yeah, going from... So, I guess... With my, with my testimony, it's just the same as all your testimonies. Like, that old person I was died. Like, I'm not a drug addict. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not a product of a divorced home. I'm not, you know, none of that stuff is who I am anymore. 
I'm God's bride, I'm not Lot's wife. I'm not going to look back there. So yeah, my my testimony is just like you. It's 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 Jesus. <laughs> it's all about Him, and I ain't never going back. <laughs> I'm like sold out 110 percent now. There's nothing there that I want. <laughs> So yeah, we're all we're all here to be a light in the world, to shine our light to others everywhere, our neighbours at work, in the street, wherever. Um, yeah. So I encourage you to just chase that relationship with God. Get to know him. Because once you know him, you know who you were created to be. Yeah. So thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for welcoming me to church and embracing me. Like, from going from where I am. (laughs) Thanks, Mary. And I look forward to getting to know you all as well, even more. And, um, yeah, love you guys. (laughs) Thanks.